The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. thinking of letting the song play over and over again for the next four hours. That's what do you think about that? Yeah. A tribute to Groundhog Day. Oh my gosh, it is Friday and it is Groundhog Day. Happy Groundhog Day, everybody. Mm. What's your problem? Ah, tired. Tired. Again, don't expect sympathy from anybody. It's been a no. long week. Yep. Uh, so Groundhog Day wise, mm. <laughs> I know we have other things to get yeah, to. Yeah, of course we do. We do, and you look outside and go, yeah, really? In early spring, not likely. It's pretty snowy out there, and snowfall warnings uh, throughout the province. Yeah, and we'll keep you updated on that. And certainly, as we get closer to that drive home this afternoon, um, let us know what the conditions are like wherever you are at six thirty, six thirty, or four nine six zero zero six three. But uh, the traditional one. Down in, um, at Gobbler's Knob. <laughs> what? In, pu- in Puxatawney. Ah, there you go. Well, there that's you much go. Puxatawney Phil. Puxatawney Phil, yeah. At Gobbler's Knob. Um, he, 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 he crawled out of his little uh, hole today. Yeah. Saw a shadow. Six more weeks of winter. You know, that's never really made sense to me in terms of why are we counting yeah. on this guy down in Puxatawney, Philad- Philadelphia? Uh, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, sorry. When weather is different, uh, you know, between yeah. Twilliger and Mill Woods, it's different. <laughs> but okay, we'll go with Phil. 132-year-old tradition. Yeah. Um, held every year. And these guys put on their big top hat. It's uh, the inner circle of the Puxatawney Groundhog Club. <laughs> How do you get into that club? Yeah, I don't know. But you know what? Uh, I know that uh, this year particularly, for some reason, people on Twitter, I noticed, were actually sort of um, heckling meteorologists <laughs> because, you know, it's a Groundhog Day. It's, that's like Christmas, yeah. I think, for weathermen and women. So, uh, But some people are like, oh, really? You know, like, whatever. It's a fun little funny tradition. Well, and, and it's, a, yeah, the tradition started in Europe as Candlemas Day, an early Christian holiday involving candles. Germans who settled in Pennsylvania in the 1700s brought the custom to America. Still not sure where the groundhogs came in? We're still not sure what a groundhog is. It's a woodchuck. Well, exactly. Why do they call them groundhogs then? Woodchuck, woodchuck. And not everywhere is it actually a groundhog. groundhog. No, no. There's there's little pigs have been used. Like a lot of different animals have been used. (laughs) Which is weird. In Ontario, Wyerton Willie um, predicted six more weeks of winter. In Nova Scotia, Shubenacadie Sam. Oh, good on you. Shubenacadie. Shubenacadie, yeah. I had to say these on television for many, many years, <laughs> every year. Um, they say he waddled out of his fenced pen at 8 a.m. local time and wandered about. A sign he was predicting an early end to winter. I don't know how wandering about. Well, because he wasn't scared, he wasn't of, scared of running scared back, to go back in again. What about uh, Fred La Marmot? He's the, the what? Yeah, Fred. Fred, you have to say it with an accent, I believe. He's the uh, groundhog in uh, Quebec, Val de Wow. Do we count them? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. They have their own separate, distinct Groundhog Day. But, yeah, they. Uh, Freddie came out. He didn't see a shadow. 
Mm. Um, and listen, he's not as popular as uh, Puxatani there. Oh, well, Puxatani's been around for a very, very long time. A hundred people gathered to watch yeah. uh, Freddie come out. <laughs> yeah. was, and many of them thought there was uh, uh, free subs. So <laughs> You know what should be a, 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 the question for um, Santana today? Mm. Spell Punxsutawney. That's a great idea. <laughs> Everybody should be Googling that uh, right now. Down in southern Alberta, Balzac Billy. Love that guy. Didn't see his shadow. Really? That's good Early news. spring. I actually thought it was a real rodent, but it's actually kind of just a mascot. Yeah, I learned that today as well. Yeah. It's just a guy in a suit. Well, we're a girl. We yeah. don't really know. Hmm. There you go. Uh, so, yeah, take your pick. Well, well, let's say early spring, despite the weather that's out there. Early spring, and we're going to enjoy it. Remember this? This is pitiful. A thousand people freezing their butts off waiting to worship a rat. What a hype. Sounds like they used to mean something in this town. They used to pull the hog out and they used to eat it. You're hypocrites. All of you. You know, you want a prediction about the weather. You're asking the wrong film. I'll give you a winter prediction. It's going to be cold. It's going to be gray. And it's going to last you for the rest of your life. Bill Murray, <laughs> Groundhog nice. Day. Classic. Some people absolutely love that movie. I found it quite a... I, I watched it once and that was about enough. I, I do like it, that scene. Yeah, I watched it on the plane coming back. It was uh, in the category of classic movies on the Transat flight. I watched it again. Did you? I did. I enjoyed it. You can Because you know how it goes. So you can just sort of <laughs> zone and in and out a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which I did. But, Bill Murray, uh, no. though. I know. Classic. Guy's great. Remember when he had a talk show? I don't remember when he had a talk show. If you blinked, really? you missed it. Oh, yeah, he okay. had it was a very, one of those. very short period of time. Yeah. I just always like how he shows up at places. Yeah, hey, you're too. getting married. I'm just going to show He's up. the guy who right? has the reputation, does he not, of just sort of leaving. Like during a, the filming of whatever, he'll just wander off. Yeah. If his call time is tomorrow, he'll just wander off and go to somebody's, like you just yeah. said, like show up at somebody's wedding. or. But, but that is... That is, being able to do that is a true um, talent. Mm. I mean, the, the smoke bomb and gone? Like, just disappear? Because yeah. you know what it's like trying to leave a place. Sure. Usually you're talking to people for hours on end, and, you know, coach will say, okay, we need to leave in an hour. You start saying your goodbyes right. now. And other times we just kind of like, we're just leaving. You know what I Bill Murray out. also uh, does not have? What? An agent. Really? You go to hire Bill Murray. Not you that deal I've tried. With, deal with Bill Murray. You deal with Bill Murray. So if you don't have his phone number, which why would you? <laughs> you have to sort of phone around to try and find somebody who knows somebody. It's like the Kevin Bacon thing. Seven degrees is separate. You Call Kevin write, Bacon. Right. You have to get a hold of Kevin Bacon. Start there, and within seven phone calls, you should be able to get his number. Early spring, I'll believe it when I see it. And someone says, out of Bonneville, don't forget about Manitoba Merv. Is that different than Winnipeg Win? Oh, I don't know. I don't know either. I've never heard of Manitoba Murph. No, nor have I. But I'm sure there is one. So there, we mentioned Manitoba Murph. I don't know what the 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 uh, the prediction was though. Uh, Everybody has a gopher now. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's not a gopher. It's a woodchuck. Did you want to? Did you want to get into? Our Prime Minister at all? Yeah, he's getting a rough ride right now in Nanaimo. He's out in That's BC. He left uh, Edmonton uh, last night. It was two hours uh, last evening. And um, lots of questions thrown at him last night. He's getting apparently quite heckled and booed and that sort of stuff out in BC uh, right now. It was a packed house. And 
you know, touched on all sorts of or it's all sorts of topics from, you know, electoral reform to uh, the indigenous communities, of course, pipelines, veterans. He certainly uh, ticked off some folks with uh, that answer. He did. Uh, an interesting answer. So uh, a former Edmonton-based soldier, Brock Lazchuk, who lost a leg in Afghanistan, asked the prime minister why his government continues to battle with veterans over changes to their pension act. And here's uh, Why are we still... Uh, fighting against certain uh, veterans groups in court uh, because uh, they are asking for more than we are able to give right now. Um, they are asking for more than we... Well, no. Hang on. You're asking... You're asking for honest answers. More than able to give from a man who lost his leg. <sighs> I know. I know. They're just, they just want to go back to the agreement that was like from 2006. That was. That <laughs> but was which would you prefer? Which would you, I don't want to analyze every one of his questions and answers, but on this particular one, because it was a really important moment in that town hall meeting, which would you prefer that. That he lied? Yeah, the political speak and twist and turn um, and the I'm going to look into it and we're going to do mm, something about this. No. Or would you prefer uh, what he says is an honest answer? We don't yeah. have the money. Uh, the question becomes find it right right like i i think probably um yeah for me it's you know find it do something about it this battle's been going on for a very very long time now and uh you need to you need to get on with it and do something about it um i i think it was the to me it was the wording of it that it's it's more than we're able to give and to me that just um was a little tone yeah. it was it was tone deaf when you're again when you're talking to men and women who've uh, lost arms lost lost yeah, legs absolutely. to families who've you know lost you know people who've given their lives you want to talk about able to give there you go able mm-hmm. to give right there yeah so get on with it already and let's let's deal with it because you've been you've been screwing them around for a number of years now for sure in my opinion no argument here <laughs> Uh, he was also oh. asked about, uh, and there, you know, lots of people talking about this still, of course, and probably will for a long mm-hmm. time. It's going to be interesting come election time. Exactly. He was asked about the $10.5 million payout to Omar Khadr. In Canada, we don't believe in torture, no matter what crimes you might have committed, what, no matter how unpopular or unpleasant you may be, it is not allowed and not right and not in keeping with Canadian values to allow anyone to be tortured and yet previous governments allowed a Canadian citizen to be tortured. Interesting. Now we've heard that answer before at previous uh, town halls. Uh, Trudeau also uh, shot back saying a court battle would have cost you the taxpayer three or four more times that amount. Uh-huh. Oh, man. Pipelines, of course, pipelines was a big one, given what happened um, between Alberta and BC this week. Uh, he was asked about uh, that as well. Yeah, uh, you knew that was going to come up at last night's town hall meeting, given the timing of BC's announcement. Let me be fairly straightforward. It is the job of the federal government to decide what's in the national interest. And when it comes to energy pipelines, the natural interest, when it comes to just about anything, the natural interest is to make sure that the environment and the economy go together. There's, 
people out there who would make you believe that there's a choice to be made. It's either the economy or the environment. But Canadians know that they both have to go together. They both have to, you have to do a strong environment and a strong economy at the same time. So when it comes to pipelines, what is the natural, national interest? Well, there's three parts to it. The first one is, we need to get our resources safely and securely to new markets. The fact that we are trapped in the North American or American market uh, with the differential of about $20-$25 uh, is causing huge strain on the Alberta economy and on the Canadian economy. We need to get our resources safely and securely to new, new markets and that means the Kinder Morgan Pipeline. The second element of it to protect uh, our oceans. We need an oceans protection plan that makes sure that the BC coast and the Atlantic coast are properly protected. That means billions of dollars in investment in, uh, in uh, search and rescue, in new equipment, in marine protection as we move forward. And the third thing we need is a plan to reduce carbon emissions and fight climate change. That was uh, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau last night uh, talking about pipelines at that town hall. Now, as you heard yesterday on the show, um, 630 Chet's Kelsey Campbell talked with, uh, interviewed the Prime Minister yesterday, and he assured uh, Albertans that the Trans Mountain Pipeline expansion is going to be built. A woman in the audience at last night's town hall also took aim at the government's commitment to improving relations with Indigenous communities. Here's how he responded. The situation... Um in which far too many Indigenous people, First Nations, Métis Nation, Inuit peoples in this country live, uh, is unacceptable. The racism, the discrimination, the fear, the marginalization, uh, the pattern of deliberate institutional systemic neglect that has gone for centuries uh, is unacceptable and is quite frankly a direct contrast to how most Canadians like to think of our country as being a country of good guys, of generous, open, thoughtful you know, people lecturing on human rights around the world, when we have for decades, for generations, for centuries, not only ignored the reality of our of First Peoples in this country, uh, but have actively participated in uh, the attempts at assimilation, the attempts at erasing their identities, the attempts at marginalizing them completely. And that is something that has gone on for generations. Um, we are now at the beginning of a path of reconciliation of transforming our society. And it's not because, again, the federal government decided, okay, it's time to do this, or indigenous communities said, okay, it's time to do this. It's because non-indigenous Canadians, like folks in this room, have spoken up clearly to say, it's time, it's enough. 
And while he said the government is making a progress on righting wrongs, uh, went on to say reconciliation is going to take a long time. It's going to be a long, long road. You know, one of the questions that I wouldn't have anticipated coming up mm. at the town hall meeting last night, because it really is, I don't think, front and center on the minds of Canadians right now, but it was a promise it was. made. Uh, this question thrown to the Prime Minister last night was in regards to his campaign promise to deal with electoral reform, and Trudeau said it's not worth the time and effort right now just for the sake of keeping a promise. When it became clear to me that there was no path forward to improving our electoral system in a way that would benefit our country, uh, I made the decision uh, to step away from that promise and I take responsibility for it. Uh, and we are going to focus on other things that matter to Canadians, uh, not uh, changing our electoral system uh, at this particular point. And Trudeau says right now he's uh, yet to be convinced that electoral reform is in the national interest. That's an interesting one because, as I say, nobody's, I don't think, really talking about it anymore. And that, that begs the question, if a politician makes a promise and then discovers that it's not in the best mm -hmm. interest, is he a liar if he doesn't? I mean, is it better to, well, you know what, it's not yeah. going to help, but we're just going to push it ahead anyways, and, or is it better to say, mm -hmm. yeah, I was wrong on that? We'll keep you updated on what's happening at that town hall in uh, Nanaimo today as well as we mentioned. He was about an hour late uh, showing up to it to begin with, and then uh, by the sounds of it is getting... <laughs> A rough ride there as well. Uh, someone else got a rough ride today. Uh, Derek Fildebrandt, we'll talk about that. Well, just before we went to break, we were listening to um, some clips last night of the Prime Minister at his uh, town hall in Edmonton. We were telling you that he was getting a rough ride in Nanaimo, yeah. B.C. this afternoon. Apparently boy, we were not exaggerating. No, speaking over jeers at that town hall, he uh, was defending his government's decision to support the expansion of the Trans Mountain Pipeline through the province. He at one point lost patience with the protesters, saying he'd had enough. The other part of that, the other part of... Uh, Come on, come on, really, really? Okay, this is it. Will you please respect the people in this room? Will you please respect the people in this room? Will you please respect the people in this room? No, then please leave. Then please leave. Wow. Austin definitely lost his temper there. That was... Uh, Not very prime ministerial. That was more school teacherish than uh, <laughs> prime minister. <laughs> that does it. Go to the office. Uh, quickly, um, the Derek, Derek Fildebrand. So, you know, you remember the whole Airbnb thing, and then there was the um, backing into a car thing, and then there was shooting a deer on... Land that On he wasn't land that supposed was to. Private, right. So now uh, Jason Kenney <laughs> saying in a statement this morning, uh, as elected representatives, we must be expected to show the highest level of integrity. MLA Derek Feldbrand mm -hmm. has unfortunately demonstrated a pattern of behavior that does not meet that standard. And I think what actually uh, was the final nail in the coffin as far as... Uh, Having Derek Fildebrand rejoin the uh, UCP caucus was... He didn't tell them the truth. Yeah. There was a meeting in November. Exactly. And uh, Kenny, sat, Kenny sat down with uh, Fildebrand and basically just asked, okay, is there anything else? And I think at that point, and he says it was a long, exhaustive mm. meeting, uh, he asked him, is there anything else? And Fildebrand said no. But this is, of course... Of course uh, according to Kenny, but at that time, Fildebrand already knew that he had had charges laid against him for the hunting. Yes. So he didn't say it, then it came up, now he's pleaded guilty to it. There was two offenses, one was drop. Uh, he was fined uh, on the hit and run, uh, I'm just trying to find it. Mm -hmm. 
he walked out of the building afterwards, by the way, just uh, drove away, didn't talk to reporters. Uh, there was a weapons charge or something there. Neither of them are criminal acts, by the way. Uh, I think it was uh, discharging or something like that. So whether they made an agreement or whatever. So he basically just pled guilty to the hunting one, which is a fine. Right? Yeah, so interesting that Jason Kenney um, saying that, you know, um, if a prospective nominee deliberately misleads the party, so moving mm-hmm. forward, we, uh, misleads the party about outstanding legal or ethical issues in the same way that Fildebrandt misled us about his outstanding legal charges, they will de- be disqualified automatically from seeking a nomination. Um, and uh, as party leader that he has decided that Mr. Fildebrandt will not be permitted to seek a United Conservative Party nomination. Oh, just real quickly, because I yep. don't want to say it was a weapons charge and leave it there. It wasn't. Uh, he appeared that he was charged with unlawful possession of wildlife mm. and entered and entering private land without permission. So he pleaded guilty to the first charge, uh, unlawful possession of wildlife, and the second charge was withdrawn by the Crown. There was no weapons charge. I apologize for saying that. Eileen has the latest news headlines up next. Here's with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chat, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Some uh, traffic issues out there. Um, yeah, Highway 16A closed to Highway 60. Uh, going west, there's been a bad accident. I think it's out by uh, Spruce Grove area. Then it's been in the news. There's some problems out there. And uh, this from uh, one of our buddies who is a, plow, a plow truck uh, operator on the Henday. He just texted and said, hey, good afternoon, guys. Just want to pass this along before rush hour. I can't stress it enough that people need to slow down. We have about a dozen cars in the ditch around Calgary Trail and Gateway Boulevard, uh. Boulevard area. Many Many of those are rollovers. With conditions getting worse and wind picking up, we are limited to how much sand and salt we can put down without turning the highway into a skating rink. If you could please keep reminding people to slow down, make it home safe for the weekend, make it home safe to your families. Absolutely. I guess while we're on that topic, let's say it again. We'll say it throughout the afternoon Uh as well. Turn your headlights all the way on. Uh, make sure that that means your tail lights light up as well. Visibility is a bit of an issue with blowing snow and the snow still coming down. So you want to be seen by motorists uh, behind you mm-hmm. as well, right? And that's part of the problem. And let's not follow too closely. Give everyone a nice following distance. Had another guy today, not a big deal, white mud. Wanted to exit, but was in the left-hand lane, so he shot across the lanes, right? And just everybody had to hit their brakes. I saw a fellow today just from one lane, scooched, like snuck in between, like very, yep. I, I wouldn't do that in the perfect driving conditions. Exactly. That, that's how tight it was. Exactly. And this person did it um, in, in the conditions today. So Didn't seem just, to be a shoulder uh, check involved in this one either. No, I'm pretty just... not even sure that the window was cleaned off. There you go. Uh, before we get to our next uh, topic, um, Reed Wilkins oh, going yeah. to be hosting 630 Chad Inside Sports from Claire Drake Arena tonight. We talked about it a bit last night. Uh, the U of A Golden Bears taking on the U uh, University of Saskatchewan Huskies. Now, this is crazy because... It's a monumental Yeah, game. this is the uh, 500th meeting between the two teams that started with a 16-0 win for the U of A in February of 1911. <laughs> Can you believe that? 16-0! And here's the thing. It's actually going to be, uh, ex- expected to be a great game because both teams are having mm-hmm. a fabulous season. U of A ranked third in the country and U of S ranked fifth. So, it's going to be a great game. It's a monumental achievement. 500 meetings yeah. between the teams. 
the stat on that would just be like, wait, is that a typo? Yeah, <laughs> I think I think um, Reed said last night that the U of A, the U of A is up like 320 to something um, with a breakdown on it. Should so. mention yeah. as well what we have coming up at uh, three o'clock. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'll let you say because I don't even want to attempt the last name of our lawyer. We're, we're going to have a lawyer from uh, Reynolds, Mirth, Richards, and Farmer on to talk about tenants smoking pot in apartments. What's going to happen with once landlords it's once it's legal? What are they going to be able to do and what are your rights going to be as a tenant? Uh, her name is Heidi Bazusian, I'm going to say. Probably as close as we're going to get before we ask her. We'll find out right. uh, in about 20 minutes when she arrives. So looking forward to that chat because a lot of the um, the the, um, the associations out there, the um, the folks, uh, the landlords associations and all that sort of stuff are like, okay, what's going on? Sure. And it's not even the smell. It's not even the, the smell. Um, it's, okay, well, you're allowed as an adult to grow four pot plants. Oh, yeah. So what about what about that? And what what about, about medical uh, marijuana? And well, how's that all going to yeah. break down? And so. is it considered just to be cigarettes if it's a non-smoking building? Yeah, there's a lot to... Uh, a lot. You know when a law like that comes through, there's going to be a whole lot of argument following that as to what everyone's mm-hmm. rights are. So... That's good to get a lawyer's well, opinion. And it's on it. been fascinating to watch too this week as well. Um, the uh, the med- the uh, marijuana stocks, so the pot stocks, mm-hmm. um, they were predicting it um, that there was going to be uh, a bit of a correction in the prices, and certainly have seen that in the past couple of days. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. The um, it's um, in terms of what going down or going going up? down. Going oh, down, really? yeah. Um, so yeah, some some pretty dramatic, you huh. know, seven dollars worth in in some on, on some of them. So, but they they said that that was going to happen, um, and it's happening. But even look at Bitcoin right now, and it's what that that was up at twenty grand. I think it's sitting around eight thousand dollars right now. Yeah, corrections, corrections, corrections. You so be we'll see where, to that party. see where it all shakes down in a few months. Hey, you know, this is Friday, and oftentimes on Friday we have, you know, we of course will tackle the news of the day, but we also have the odd. Uh, funny story. And of course, on Fridays, we also delve into the big blue folder of stories we didn't get to. But this is one not from the folder. This is one that I watched in real time last night. You know that Carol and I and the kids like to watch uh, Jeopardy every night. And these guys are smart, right? And, you well, know? those are the, yeah, the brainiacs. These are sure. big brains that know all sorts of things. And I've told you before that uh, Alex Trebek has become quite uh, something. <laughs> He's sassy. He's sassy. That's a good word for it. And oftentimes we'll sort of uh, jokingly kind of mock an answer here or there. But last night he went to town with the Super Bowl <laughs> right around the corner. Last night's episode of Jeopardy had a whole category about football. And it was the last category that any I of the contestants. These. I knew every single one. I felt so smart. And actually, I think we all did. Well, no. Actually, my wife knew the last, which was the hardest of them all. Um, I knew the others, but they're just really standard Mm -hmm. football terms, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, But these guys didn't know any of them. Take a listen. Uh, Football 200. Your choice. Do or don't name this play in which the quarterback runs the ball and can choose to pitch it to another back. It's an option play. Ryan? <laughs> uh, football, 400. I can tell you guys are big football fans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tom Landry perfected the shotgun formation with this team. <laughs> Dallas Cowboys. Uh, do you think we should go to commercial? <laughs> Ryan? Take it on to 600. Okay, by signaling for one of these, a returner can reel in a kick without fear of getting tackled. 
fair catch? Two clues left, Ryan. 800. These penalties are simultaneous violations by the offense and defense that cancel each other out. And they are called offsetting penalties. Let's look at the $1,000 clue just for the fun of it. Jimmy? As Minneapolis's U.S. Bank Stadium prepares to host Super Bowl 52, I'm looking at the Ring of Honor with names from this defensive line that took the Vikings to four Super Bowls. If you guys ring in and get this one, I will die. <laughs> Who are the purple people eaters? We're going to take a break. I have to talk to them. It was fun. A couple minutes of... Uh... I love that, actually. That was really fun. And the, the, you have to see his face, too. Well, all of them, right? Like, yeah, Alex like, is oh. just rolling his eyes, and they're looking terrified yeah. by that category. And I, I don't recall what the other five categories were, um, but they were hard. They were really hard. And when they, you know how you watch the show and up come the categories, oh, yeah. right? And you think to yourself, okay, good, that's, I can do that one. Um, I thought football would go well, so fast. Mm. Even if you've just watched one game, you should know most uh, of the answers. That no, the purple I, people eaters was tough. I, I don't th- because there's a lot of rules when it comes to football, and there's a lot of intricacies with that sport. And so I, I, I suspect it, it takes a long time to, yeah. to learn that sort of stuff, sure. right? Um, <laughs> fair catch. I mean, but the offsetting, the offsetting ones, you should have just been able to. Well, it was almost in the question. Yeah. Right. Anyway, if you get a chance, go and watch it. Google Alex Trebek football just to see his face during it all. You think his voice was slightly mocking? You should see his face. <laughs> you know, it's funny about Alex Trebek, and we sort of, he's a Canadian, transplanted Canadian, so, you know, he we give him a certain uh, amount of, uh, you know, room and space for that, but w- he's become increasingly annoying to us, uh, to our family watching Jeopardy, because of one thing. You, after the first commercial break, it's always let's get to know our yes. players a little bit, right? But he does things like, uh, if you were on the show, Jay, he would come up to you and say, uh, okay, so uh, Jalen Nye is a talk show host in Edmonton who has a partner uh, that's a comedian, uh, and the two of them have been together uh, for three years now. So, Jay, what, what's your job? <laughs> well, gee, I, you just... <laughs> You just said you it. You said it all. Right. Yeah. So there's nothing left. And then when they can't answer, like, well, it's, you know, as you described, I'm a talk show host. And then he'll go, mm, well, that's interesting. Well, it would have been if you let the person actually say it. It's kind of a little bit become about him. What's your story? Yeah. So what do you do? How about that? When you're not on Jeopardy, what do you do? Well, I'm a talk show host in Edmonton, Alberta. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Where's Edmonton? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> I love the fact also that uh, Wheel of Fortune comes on right after Jeopardy because just when you think you know nothing, uh, you're not that bright. And then on comes uh, Wheel of Fortune. I still can't believe Wheel of Fortune's on the air. Honestly. Pat Sajak has been doing that for, I don't know, uh, as long as I've been on this planet. I've been watching it uh, so long. What's her name? Vanessa Vanessa, Vanna White. Vanna White. I've been watching it so long that I remember when Vanna actually had to turn the letters. Now she just puts her hand on them and they appear. Mm. I don't even think she has to do no, that. No, I think frankly. that's just uh, yeah. Uh, white bound or westbound on the white mud MVA on the bridge by Fox Drive. Stay left center to get by. That's from West End Charles. Thank you for that. Appreciate it. Keep them coming at six thirty, six thirty. It's two forty-five. A quick break here. Back with more.
right, the roads are getting a little sketchy out there. Keep that in mind as you're heading home this afternoon. I know it's Friday evening. Lots of folks have big plans. Mark Cohen playing Festival Place in uh, Sherwood Park tonight. Can't no wait. Way. Yeah. Huge Mark Cohen fan. Uh, heading off to the show again this evening. He's doing, you know the song Walking in Memphis. Of course, yeah. Um, it's, it's the 20, 25th anniversary of that tune. Wow. So he's playing the album uh, start to finish. How old am I? Along with the, uh, and opening for him is the, uh, the Blind Boys of Alabama. Another great, Really? Yeah, group. So anyway. At Festival Place? At Festival say, Place, oh, that's a yeah. good venue. That's a nice, well, seen smaller venue. Festival Place and what's the other one? In St. Al. Oh. Millennium I've... Place. Millennium? Yeah, I can't recall. You know what I mean? I've actually yeah. rented it before. Well, I've seen them at both places. Yeah. And they're both great, small, they are, intimate they are. venues. Every just seat perfect. is a good view, yeah, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah. Great sound. So. Hey, we mentioned uh, just a moment ago Alex Trebek making fun of uh, contestants about their knowledge of football. Of course, that was a category because the Super Bowl is this Sunday. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that was Jeopardy sort of acknowledging that something big is happening outside of. Uh, you know, psychics or physics, exactly. Psychics, physics, close <laughs> physics kind of and ancient so, so history. Spelled the same. Um, so you might be wondering because there's three shows to the Super Bowl, really. There's three the game itself is a show, the mm-hmm. halftime is a show, um, and also there is the advertising, which is another big component. Yeah. And I mentioned to you, to uh, you and Morley the other day, that I'd read an article in which they asked people, would you rather watch a bad game and good ads or mm. uh, a, a good game and bad ads? And a lot of people, uh, not a, the majority, but a surprising number of people said they really watched the game simply for the ads in the halftime show, right? So if you were wondering uh, what an ad costs, it's $5 million mm-hmm. for a single spot this year. That according to a major uh, media firm. But the NFL has been losing millions of viewers in recent years. And before you text and say, well, that's because of all this mm. kneeling stuff. No, that trend actually started years before that. It More people are watching um, everything differently. They're watching it online. They're streaming it. They're seeing it on their social media platforms. Not as many people are advertising on television or, or, or watching rather on television. But advertisers still can't pass up the opportunity to have this massive following of people all see your ad at the same time. It's expected that uh, the TV audience will be more than 110 million people. So even though advertisers understand (coughs) the audience is getting smaller, how do you ignore an opportunity to talk to 110 million people well, at one time, and, right? Well, and some of these companies are so massive. I mean, $5 million is, you know, a, a drop, drop in, in the, the ocean for yeah. them. Other ones, are, I'm sometimes surprised to see, but a lot of these are, are major, major companies. Exactly. There was one ad, and I, I, I won't get it 100% right, and those of you who watch the Super Bowl every year will probably know this story better than I, but don't know what company it was, don't remember what Super Bowl it was, uh, don't know that I think the ad was brilliant, but at the very least it was funny. Um, and the ad was, and I think back then the cost of a 30 second ad was three and a half million, mm. so it's a few years ago. And the ad basically said something like, We wondered what it would be like to waste three and a half million dollars, <laughs> and that was it <laughs> 30 seconds of that, and then it disappeared. <sighs> I think it obviously must have said the company but, name, or yeah, and but yeah. people, you know, people, would have been talking I still about remember that, that one. one over most of the other ads. I I've just seen. always wait to see the Budweiser commercials every always year. Good. I want to see the Budweiser commercial, whether it's the horses, the Budweiser horses, or the dog. Arden the Theater, co- thank you very yeah. much, or the yeah. little dog, the last one. Yeah, so. Arden Theater, St. Albert. That's right. Right, right, Thank right. you.
Um, of course, you know, I mentioned the halftime show as well. Now, I know you know more about this Justin than I do. Justin Timberlake. So he had a, a media opportunity availability uh, this mm-hmm. morning, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And people want to know because it's become a tradition at the halftime show. Bring for, other people in. To bring another guest in and possibly one that you weren't expecting, yeah. right? So anticipation or speculation yeah. is, well, maybe he brings Janet Jackson yeah. in. And that would be enough, honestly, for me to tune in. See what's going to happen. To see what's going to happen. So Justin Timberlake was originally a, a member of NSYNC. Right. Interviewed them years ago in no Thunder way. Bay. Not JT, one of the other Aww. guys. But uh, yeah, Still. NSYNC. And, but he said, nope, there's not going to be uh, an NSYNC uh, reunion at the halftime show. Okay, and so I'm we thinking, can rule that I'm out. Like, Thank you, Justin. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, JT has a new album out, so yep. they're saying you, you likely will hear maybe a new tune from that, but part of me is like, oh, no one wants to hear the new tunes. We want to hear, Well, he'll you know, do uh, probably a new one, a He'll classic. bring, you know, Sexy Back and yeah. Can't Stop the Feeling and all that sort of thing. But when you think back, the, the past few years, yes, they have brought other people on, but then I go back prior to that, like, Prince's halftime show still goes down for mm. me, and I'm a huge Prince fan though, yep. as one of the best for halftime sure. shows that I've ever seen. Like well, in the Prince. rain, it was it was spectacular, yep. and it was just Prince, uh, Bruce Springsteen. That one, I'm I'm pretty sure it was just the boss at that I time. I think so, yeah. But I think sometimes if you have guys like, if you have acts like the boss and Prince, stand stand alone. Although Beyonce would have been. Well, now, what uh, Timberlake said this morning was, because people are asking, of course. He's going to bring Janet. And, and, you know, the media veil was packed. It was standing room only for this thing. He said, without giving details, that they were going to do something that had never quite been done before. So I don't know what that <laughs> what means. What does that mean? Yeah, never quite done before. So it's been done before, but not quite this way. Do you remember Madonna a couple of years back? Sure. <laughs> she had that guy bouncing on the line. I know. <sighs> See, it's just funny, right? I, because I don't watch the Super Bowl, and I'm not an NFL fan, but I do tune in to watch, yeah. to watch the halftime yeah. show. And I will, after the game, watch, because you go to YouTube or wherever, yeah. And see all the commercials, right? So I do enjoy watching the commercials. I just want a good game. I know you I do. I just want a good game. I hate blowouts. You know, when people were asked, uh, this was another study that I read, and again, not in front of me, but people were asked where Americans, where would they prefer to watch the game No, from? it was in the rain. He's saying purple rain in the rain. There you it was go. raining, by the way. Um, yeah, I know. I totally yeah, remember that. Oh, somebody texted. Um, people were asked where they, Americans were asked, where would they would prefer to uh, watch the game. And at the game did not come in first. Um, what came in first was at a friend's house at a Super Bowl party, and close to that, or almost tied with that, was in a bar uh, at a Super Bowl party. And I, I totally get that. Yeah, there's I, a lo- there's a lot of distractions at a big game. Yeah, in the stadium. I, I wouldn't say yeah. this if the Oilers were having any trouble selling tickets, which they're not. My preference is to watch a game the way we did in Mexico with a group of yeah. fans where you're having drinks, something to eat, and watching the game, and you can talk to each other. I, I just prefer it. We'll take a break here. The 3 o'clock news coming up on the other side. Let's talk about uh, marijuana in apartments. What does that mean for you? What does it mean for landlords? Stick around. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News continues. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.